This is a Stennis production. What's up, y'all? Welcome to this first episode of the Space Beignets podcast, brought to you by me, your host, writer, and producer, Camille Stennis. This is a podcast where I am delivering an original short science fiction story in a small format each episode. And in my mind, it's being compared to a beignet, a deep fried French pastry that has blessed Creole cuisine for years. I'm Creole and I love them. And these stories are gonna be fluffy at times, they're gonna be dense at times, but they're always going to have that delicious powdered sugar on top in the form of amazing sound design brought to your ears. So let's get into today's sci-fi story and have some fun. Everyone is welcome. Today's episode is going to be an original short story based around our protagonist, a young teenage girl named Pebbles. The time is the year 3030. The place is the west side of Los Angeles because yes, in my mind, LA still exists in the year 3030, okay? <laughs> Where space travel is common, relations with intergalactic species have been established, and artificial intelligence has progressed so far, it runs everything. So listen out for some oddball characters and environments being described to you in third person. Pebbles is about to face a hard decision and potentially terrifying circumstances that will change her perspective, maybe forever. Flying cars are just dumb, Pebbles thought to herself. As is my name, she thought further. A bunch of cars zoomed past her bedroom window at lightning speed, barely making a sound as oversized batteries do. But they still had lights and Pebbles still had windows and they were still dumb. <sighs> she was actually concerned for the congestion. It was just crazy to think cars flying together in such close proximity wasn't going to lead to a massive pilot. They don't happen often, but they do happen. When a vehicle's AI short circuits and runs off road into other cars, there's enough casualties to fill a coffee shop. Luckily, medicine had progressed far enough to heal most wounds, even broken bones, within minutes. But the reliance on artificial intelligence had clearly gotten to a disgusting level. Pebbles was actually scheduled to take her driver's test today, as she had finally turned 16. But this is why her thoughts wandered to the topic. She was kind of terrified. In history books, driving looked less scary because it used to be done on the ground. But now you practically had to become a pilot to drive. The studying for the test takes months. The prerequisites to take the test are long listed and tedious. And the instructors are borderline sociopaths. During one driving lesson, Pebbles instructor kept laughing hysterically <laughs> at every close call she made rather than correct or even instruct. But somehow she passed the class with just a pinch of trauma and a plate full of paranoia surrounding the possibility she wasn't cut out for driving. Her family was also a big proponent of independence, capability, and success. All of which applied just enough pressure to squeeze all sanity out of a 16-year-old black girl on the west side. 
Pebbles made her way downstairs to have breakfast served by the house robot that pretty much took care of everything in her parents' absence. This was normal, however, and her older brother, Brock, was already enjoying a preset meal of waffles and fruit at the dining table. What's got you so stressed out? He asked. This freaking driver's test, she responded as she grabbed a hot plate of sausage and bacon. I know if I don't take it, everyone's gonna think I'm a loser and no one is gonna wanna hang out with me because I'll still need a ride everywhere. How did you get through it? Brock paused for a moment, holding a forkful of waffle midair. I didn't. What? You know, most people don't actually take tests. There's the black market for that. I just had a fake license and database entry made into the DMV system for a few bits of currency on the day of the test. What? Pebble's brain had halted functionality for a moment while trying to process this new information. Bro, number one, that explains all of your car accidents. Number two, help me. She finally squeaked out. Um. Nah, you don't want to be like me. Learn to drive. Become a safe entity on the road. Do better than me, all right? Pebbles grabbed his plate as hostage and demanded more information. Tell me your contact now, or else these waffles go bye-bye. Pebbles knew Brock's affinity for waffles went deep, so she had this in the bag. Fine, jeez, no need to get ugly over it. Please return my precious waffle babies. She restored the peace, returned the waffles, and listened as Brock told her everything she needed to know. Okay, so first, you need to change your clothes. The black market may just be virtual, but they can still see what you really look like due to transparency rules. And they need to see you're serious, so lose the pink top and get a black hoodie. That's dramatic. It is what it is. Then you're going to want to find someone named Troy in Sector 5 of the black market. He's usually wearing a black hoodie and red cap. Creative dress code. Whatever. Just find him and tell him these exact words. <clears throat> the road is rough, but the sky is high. I live by a code to swim or die. Don't mess it up or else you'll be in big trouble and you don't want to be in trouble in the black market. Trust me, I've lost a tooth. What? No one can tell because it's a back molar. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll just take the test the old fashioned legal way. Suit yourself, you asked. And I think I regret. Pebbles finished her breakfast and pondered what she was going to choose after each bite of food. To take the actual test or to get a license off the black market. Every time she thought of the test, she pretty much wanted to puke. And every time she thought of the black market, she thought about how attached she was to her teeth. This left one other option. To ask her best friend, Terry, what to do. Pebbles ran upstairs to call Terry real quick to get a final opinion on what to do. The phone rang for a moment before they picked up. Hey, Terry, good morning. There was a pause, then some grumbling. Why am I awake? Why am I on the phone? Because I is important and you is kind. <laughs> they shared a giggle before Pebbles asked her question. 
Hey Terry, did you really take your driver's test last summer? Yeah, of course, you know that. Why? Yo, my brother just told me a lot of people get their licenses off the black market. There was a pause. An uncomfortable pause. Terry? Don't do it, Pebbles. I came this close to losing my front two teeth. What the hell? I'm sorry, the test is terrifying. I chickened out. That was all I needed to hear. So everyone is afraid, even though they act like they're not. And then I feel pressure to not chicken out. Borderline running away to another solar system just to avoid the stupid test. Got it. I'm sorry, Pebbles. You really are the best of us. Clearly. Talk later, after you pass the test. Pebbles told Terry everything, so... Of course, Ter. Talk to you later. The phone line went silent and Pebbles had her answer. She made her way to the station to take her driver's test. Who knew someone could smell so strongly and not know it? Is what Pebbles thought of her test examiner from the driver's seat of the car provided by the DMV. They had only just began the test and surprisingly the scent of her tester was the biggest thing on her mind, which actually said a lot about how unnecessary her worry for this exam was. Everything was going smoothly. She had the car's AI properly configured, the vehicle's ignition systems running as they should be, and so far traffic had been quiet with no signs of trouble. The exam was estimated to last just 15 minutes from start to finish, and as long as she executed the test checklist with no problems, this was looking to be an easy win. Pebbles was approaching the first intersection of the test, and the instructor lazily told her to make a left turn. A bit late, considering she had already found herself in the middle lane, but she was going to do what she had to do. So she began to migrate the car over to the left turn lane so she can wait for the oncoming traffic to slow and make her turn. But it was at this moment she encountered her first obstacle. As a young black woman, Pebbles' new society still had its fair share of racial problems. Even though most legislation and community work had made tremendous strides in the past decades, there still seemed to be an ingrained issue for others when it came to people with a skin tone that differed from theirs. At the light, a man in a flying pickup truck refused to let Pebbles change lanes. She waved through the window from her four-door sedan several times and tried to get his attention. He refused to acknowledge her, and the instructor took notice, but had little to say. This was ridiculous. If she fails to make this turn, will he fail her? Pebbles was running out of time and needed to make a decision. One she hadn't expected to be the real obstacle of this driver's test. Race. Should she get angry and give in to some good old-fashioned road rage and start cursing at the driver? Or should she make a plea with the test examiner to let her make a left turn at the next light, which would be much more doable with more notice? You see, the examiner, his species, didn't acknowledge skin tone. But they did acknowledge race, so they understood this dilemma on Earth. 
She went with her second option and made a plea to the examiner. Sir, it would appear this driver to my left won't allow me to make it into the left turn lane. Would it be all right if I make my left turn at the next light to avoid any conflict? I'm sure you understand. The examiner appeared to have breathed life into himself and <sighs> leaned forward in the passenger seat to get a look at the pickup driver. No. What? I said no. We can handle him. Press the button. Pebbles paused for a second because she knew what the button did. To educate the listeners, in 3019, the government finally made it legal to utilize vehicle weaponry to maneuver through difficult traffic. You heard that right. You can now finally legally throw things at other drivers. But a lot of people avoid doing so to avoid an accident and damage their own car. It's honestly one of the dumbest laws ever. Rarely does anything good come from it, but the AI systems that run this world work best with less pests on the road. At least that's the government's justification, funded by good old tech companies. Sir, if I may, is that a good idea? This exam just started and we're in a small sedan. Homeboy over there is in a lifted pickup truck. Press the button. But press the button, student. The last thing Pebbles wanted to do was fail this driver's test because she disobeyed the examiner. So she closed her eyes, took a deep breath, squinted through one eye, and pressed the button. Pebbles yelled as the pickup truck to her left just evaporated from existence. What in a million galaxies just happened? The examiner calmly explained, Pebbles, all DMV vehicles are equipped with relocation devices that at the push of that button relocates another vehicle to an empty nearby location. This is to make the test run smoothly. Oh. Pebbles plainly responded. Her brain kind of broke at this point and she was kind of done with the day. Her world was crazy, period. The remainder of the exam went off without any further hitches because honestly, Pebbles was smart. She'd been taking preparation for this very seriously. Her own fears were really the only things getting in her own way from passing. Once they got back to the DMV, she was awarded her driver's license and she headed home. How'd it go, sis? I passed. Nice, and you didn't even have to lose a tooth. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I suppose all of my preparation paid off. And when I trusted in myself to know what to do, I did it. I didn't have to cut corners. And I spoke up when there was an issue. And I learned something new today. Oh yeah? What's that? To not ever piss off someone driving a DMV vehicle. Huh? <laughs> I'll tell you later about it. And with that, we come to the end of today's Space Beignet. My motive for writing this story was to let out a frustration with the fact that racism 
isn't as easy to abolish as pressing a button, unfortunately. But for a short moment, I wanted to pretend that there will be a world in the future where that is possible, in a much less goofy way, of course, and hopefully won't take until the year 3030. A world where young women of color like Pebbles and myself can live their lives unhindered by such discriminations, from the subtle ones to the more obvious ones, the kind we can all encounter anywhere every day. And it's going to take patience, participation, the willingness to learn, kindness, and collaboration from all of us inside and outside of our own communities. So thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at Malt O Camille. That's M-A-L-T underscore O underscore C-A-M-I-L-L-E. Catch you next time.